Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, um, the water boy. Um, it is the fifth, not the sixth. That's true. So it's not epiphany yet. What is the fifth? Yeah, oh, it's I, fifth thought, I thought it was the sixth. Oh, I thought yeah. you were gonna talk about uh, you know storming the Capitol building. Oh, <laughs> January sixth. Oh. That happened <laughs> on Epiphany. Oh, on Epiphany. That's good. Jesus is Lord in public and in private, and That's in right. every area of life. So everything must be subject to the lordship of Jesus. This and, ad. I and, love this ad already. And our use of technology is no exception. What captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable to you, that's the word accountable, the number two in the word you, is committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all your devices so you can say with the psalmist, Mm. I will not set anything worthless before my eyes. Mm. Guard against temptation with accountable to you and live for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free today at accountable, the number two, the word you, dot com slash FLF. Wait, hold on. So Epiphany is tomorrow. Manana. Yeah. Oh, well, that's well, that's even better. Because I was going to talk about Twelfth Night. I what? Twelfth uh, Night? Oh, yeah. You know Twelfth Night? No. On the twelfth day of Christmas. Yeah. But I thought those hit together. No. Don't Twelfth it's Day of the, Christmas and Epiphany hit? It's, it's the next day. Ah, okay. So I'm awful. I'm new to this Christian calendar thing. Twelfth I'm night, learning. Twelfth day. It's... Uh, Okay, okay. I, I, got, I got you. This is I got you. Eve. Yesterday yeah. was Epiphany Adam. <laughs> oh, here you Thanks. go. Okay, so, but, but this is better because, so I'm getting into the Christian calendar and, you know, I was like, oh, well, if Epiphany's today and we talk about Epiphany a little bit, then nobody's going to really be able to celebrate it. But they can kind of have an ability to celebrate it since it's tomorrow if we talk yeah, about it today. They can get ready. So, what is Epiphany and why do we celebrate it? Um, well, I, I mean, it depends on. I mean, different people do it differently, but, um, but basically, really? yeah, I mean, it's, so how the, do Baptists do it? 
Um, I don't know. Uh, there's the king's cake. You know about the king's cake? No. King, where you hide coins in Do the cake. Do they have ice cream too? You bake, you bake it and oh. whoever gets the coin is the king for the day. What if you break your teeth? You know, it's one of the, cha- it's one of the, it's one of the no, risks you like take. It's made like that playing one football. No. That's not like a dentist made um, that one up. I don't believe me. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, going way back, I mean, some people actually celebrated Christmas on Epiphany. Um, but the word Epiphany means manifestation. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so... The things that are associated with it, though, are, uh, you know, the birth of Jesus, um, the coming of the Magi um, from the East, the light of God shining forth. The first miracles of Jesus um, are celebrated around that and the baptism of Jesus. And you, and you have you know, to primarily focus to the Gentiles, though, right? Like that's part yeah. of the. Yeah, that's one of them. That's I, a, I mean, I think probably in the Western church, more of that. Ah. Um, in the Eastern church, they celebrate more of the baptism of Jesus and the revelation that Jesus is God. Okay. Come in the flesh. But I think all of it, you know, you go, kind of goes, together. goes so, together. So how do you celebrate it? And should you celebrate, I guess? Um, I mean, I, I think it, I mean, I, I think we should remember all of those stories. I yeah. think we should, I think um, the, the thing that I like about the church calendar is sort of like a devotional guide that the church gave us. Sort of saying, don't forget to, you know, take time to read these stories, remember mm-hmm. these stories. Um, I like that. Um I also think that some people get kind of, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, sort of with um, the church calendar and play dress ups and, and things. In a LARPing? Weird... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not into, you know, church calendar LARPing. Um, uh, that's true. No, they do. And I just, I mean, I'm like. But then some be, people just throw the baby out the bathwater yeah, no, too. No, be faithful. Love Jesus. Remember that he came. Remember that his, you know, the light has come into the world. Um, that that he really did manifest God in the, in the flesh, mm-hmm. um, and he the light has come, and so all the nations are coming, beginning with the Magi. Um, bring your gifts to him. Um, it, it, he manifested himself and turning water into wine. He came and brought the wedding feast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, and God has declared him to be His son, mm. um, not only at His baptism, but now with the resurrection with power. You know, it's funny. This past year is the first year that I think I took the calendar. Far more Christian and took it seriously as like this is yeah. a Christian calendar. Yeah. After Christ is raised from the dead, like this all belongs to Him. Ad. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. dizzle my nizzle for chisel. You what? know? Huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. No. Okay. Why don't you? In some, um, in some traditions, they actually give all their presents on, on Epiphany. That's actually you know. So, well, so, I, I figured I don't, out. I don't like that. Well, well, well hold on. Like, the twelve days of Christmas. I was like, I'm not rich enough to do twelve days of Christmas for real. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, like, twelve I, drummers I, drumming. Yeah, I've had friends who will do a present. They'll do Christmas yeah. and then a present yeah. every day during yeah. that five golden and, rings. I was like, I'm broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was broke at the figgy pudding. <laughs> There's no figgy pudding in the twelve days of Christmas. <laughs> All right, so Rand Paul, no. our boy Rand Paul. Oh, right, you Idaho breaking news time, in Idaho. Time out. Breaking got news in Idaho. Rand's gonna wait. Uh, yep. Breaking news: the Idaho Supreme Court upheld. Um, our um, abortion bans, which uh, is awesome. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah. uh, the this is from Boise State Public Radio, Idaho's near total abortion ban. I like that near total abortion. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm yeah. We'll take it. We'll stand as the state supreme court rejected multiple challenges from Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and a local abortion mm-hmm. provider. The only exception when a phys- physician is allowed to perform an abortion under the law are in cases of rape, incest, or when a pregnancy threatens the life of the mother. Pregnancy is not an exception. Um, but uh, so we've got our work to do still. Yeah. And um, but it's uh, uh, pretty um, pretty amazing. Um, I, I heard earlier today actually that South Carolina, their Supreme Court struck down their six week ban. That's incredible. So South Carolina's 
Mm. Um, Supreme, Supreme Court. Court just struck that down. I think today. That shows you today. how conservative states have uh, actually been going liberal in the judicial system for a yeah, long yeah. time. So. Even this one was um, a, a split three-two decision. Uh, Idaho Supreme Court by only wow. one um, uh, vote. Um, uh, so uh, and. And uh, it looks like uh, the newest member, Colleen Zahn, sided with Justice John Stegner. I remember that name. Stegner, um, yeah. They were both the two um, negative votes. What are the restrictions that, I've looked that those judges up. were on the table? Or what was the... You know, um, you know I, I'm... I'm it's not fresh we in my mind. We should get Blaine Gazzani um, to come yeah. on. I'd love to we know totally how he should. feels right we now. Yeah. He's totally been but we have, yeah. um, there's there's a, um, there's both a heartbeat bill and, right. a, and a near, it's like a, um, it's an, it's a, it's a six week ban or something like that. It's, okay. it's, it's very, um, and, but the only, uh, actually it's a, it's, it's a ban on abortion is the other one yeah. with exceptions for rape incest. Yeah. That was when that was originally uh, in there before yeah. Roe right. v. Wade was right. passed. That's right. right? Yep. That's what and, I thought. And okay. there was a, and, and it was a, tr- there was a trigger, trigger bill. Law. That yep. was the trigger bill. So it, um, and then, um, and then the heartbeat, the heartbeat bill is the newer one. That's on right. On top of it. Yep. And, yep. and the heartbeat bill is the one that has that Texas civil suit uh, mechanism in it. And so there's actually, two things in place and they kind of sit over top of each other. And it's, it's, um, did you see reports out of Texas that abortions have already gone down to zero in the last like um, couple months since, since the, uh, Right. The, the heartbeat bill went live. In, I did in Texas. see, I did see an article that popped out that said, what are we going to do with all these new babies? Yeah. And they're asking like, what, what, we're not ready. Disciple we're not ready them. for this well, type of baptize world them. Yeah, begin, with all these new kids. Yeah. We can begin by just thanking the Lord though, for uh, a more grace yeah. and mercy uh, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, giving us, I think better than we really deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and no, we that, deserve those nine month laws is what we right. deserve. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. yeah. And so God's being merciful. He's, he's staying, He's holding back mm. the worst of our rebellion. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, um, so, so do, you, do you think, so is there, what's next? Do you know what Blaine is thinking about, what his next moves are? We, I want to talk to him. No, we got to have him, him on and, yeah. and talk to him. But in, he in the meantime, <laughs> you know, um, way to go. Look up IdahoFamily.org. That's, that's the site for Idaho Family Policy Center, which uh-huh. Blaine Kazadi is the president of. I'm yeah. on the board. And um, if you want to give some kudos, hey, maybe give a donation. That's uh, right. Uh, way yeah. to go, guys. S- yeah. s- sign up for monthly support. Um, Blaine is is up to uh, he's he's up to no good again for I this love it. this uh, legislative it. session. Yeah. Every state needs he's a Blaine Gazzotti. He's got some help this year. Yeah, so Scott God. Hernan's down there. Yeah. We got yeah. some people. Dan Foreman. Dan Foreman down yeah. there. Oh yeah. man, oh, I've been texting. I've been texting my legislators because I know they're going down this week. Been telling them I've been praying for them yeah. and everything. Good. So you I, guys should do that. That's actually a really good idea. And yeah. also, I I just gotta say this. I'm I can't. I'm holding back. I want to talk about what's going on in the house so bad. Yeah, but we can't. You know, you know gonna, because we got the OG coming on to talk about that. McCarthy struck out nine times. Oh, it's not. Yep. It was Nine. eight the last time. Nine. Yep. Yep. They're, going, they're going for ten. Yep. You know what? Okay, we're not going to talk about as, it. Of, I, as of recording. I just want to. Why, rec- why are we not going? Why are we going to hold off till tomorrow? Because Steve Dace is going to be on tomorrow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and he is probably going to have a heart attack yeah. on the show having this conversation. <laughs> I know. And so I know. if you don't come I here for nothing else, about to have a heart attack. <laughs> but but no, this is amazing. Did you see that Donald Trump finally got nominated yeah. to be Speaker of the House? Yes, Gates. No, the I love the I love the Babylon B article. You know the the said uh, that uh, Congress has highest approval ratings ever because nothing's getting done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And I was, it's, it's kind of really, it's just was, been an article. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, actually, actually, it's true. So come back tomorrow. Steve Dace will be here. We're going to talk about all of that because yeah. there's so much and it's still yeah. developing. Okay. So. Um, wait, the other Babylon Bee article. That, that <laughs> no, no, you do this every time. Um, it's not funny. McCarthy warns not voting for him could delay more funding to Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. 
Okay, we got a couple minutes left here, real quick. We got to hit the Rand Paul Festivus. Oh, okay. Every year, what Rand Paul releases a, a list of grievances, you know, but but really it's budgetary grievances. Oh, and he goes through um, and just he just kind of zoomed in on about four point five billion dollars of just yeah. awful spending. Yeah, you know, kind of egregious uses of our taxpayer dollars. You know. Yeah. And and the reason I think one of the reasons why it's important to go through this is because we're so desensitized to how Congress spends money and even our state of Idaho spends money. We know we give them billions and trillions of dollars in taxes, and and we just we just get so desensitized to how they're right. spending the money. Well, right. they, they, so, the budget last year, I think we spent six point two trillion dollars. Yeah, because we, we printed f- we printed some of that four point nine. Yeah. Yep. So we had yeah. two trillion dollars in debt alone last math. year. All right, so I'm just going to go through a couple here. And again, desensitize yourself to the budgets in your state. Desensitize yourself to the budgets going on in Congress um, because this is insane. So Congress spent – this is some of the line items that Rand Paul points out. Congress spent um, uh, $28 million million. in camouflage uniforms that do not fit the Afghan environment. DOD did this. So DOD bought a bunch of camouflage uniforms to send over to Afghan, and it was the wrong kind of camouflage for that environment. Remember how the argument is, hey, military runs great. Don't we want everything run by the military since the government? No, thank Uh, you. That's okay. Congress spent $1.7 billion maintaining 77,000 empty federal buildings. What? Empty. Empty seventy seven thousand huh. empty no, federal no, buildings. Wait, but hold on, they're going to fill those with IRS agents. Just right, wait. Yeah. That's, okay. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem. Maintaining it for that. Congress. I got an even clip for this one. This is great. Congress spent three million dollars. Um. Uh, gave it to the NIH. This is the NIH. Oh. Our favorite. Our favorite oh, NIH. That's not enough. Watching <laughs> hamsters fight on steroids. Oh great. <laughs> How much? Uh. uh that is three million dollars watching studying hamsters fight on steroids. Um, kind of, kind of like this, you know. What? So, <laughs> oh you know, what? the way that that scares me because what are they trying to do here? What are they? Like, the way that they think about people and human yeah, beings. Yeah, I don't yeah, like this yeah, no, at no, all. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, Congress spent two point three million dollars injecting six month old beagle puppies with cocaine. That's another NIH study. Hold on, three point three million dollars, guys, guys. I think we're in the wrong. Um, uh, industry. We need to go into scientific research. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that Cross is. Cross politics. Yeah, whatever that is. Okay. A couple more, two more, and then we're out. Um, uh, Congress spent $500,000 plus using mice to study racial aggression. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive. That's that's really. That's you put like black mice and white mice. So like, what do you do? That's really. And you give them. You give them brass knuckles or something. And be like, hey, well, that's going to at least be a three four hundred year process, yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just one guy. They got to start enslaving each yeah, other yeah, and all this wondering. stuff. Like, million years. The, the, the last. The last one. And you got to hang around for our interview coming up. The last one is. Uh, Congress spent over $100,000, about $120,000, researching if Thanos could snap his fingers wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. National Science Foundation. No. Yes. That's serious. No. That's serious. Why not? That's a joke. No, it is not a joke. This is not a joke. Gabe, it's got to be this a is, joke. This is not a Babylon B article. This is not a Gabe, joke. Like, I, you you're know talking what? about like from the, the... This is National Science Foundation. No, no, no. Time Thanos. Out. No, time out. You know With what? With the gauntlet on. We no. got to know. I want one of our producers to find the company, whoever this is, and call and hey. ask them if that I really mean, happened. I Haley, know. it's your job. How much money this, was spent on that? Yeah, how much? Yeah. Oh, oh $120,000. Okay. Okay. In the scheme of things, you're kind of like, I wish... Mm, 
Okay, but Haley, that's your job. Right, we got to know. We got to uh, know uh, if that really happened. Because tell I don't, us, Gabe is wrong. Yeah, I don't. I right. don't believe it. Actually, I ain't wrong. Happened. This is Rand Paul's Festivus Report. Well, all right, Kevin McCar- Kevin McGarry is yeah. up next. Um, Every, every, life, every black life matters. I was yeah, going to yeah. say okay. every right. black life matters. Right. You go find out if that's true. Let me <laughs> yep. do this. Yep. Every black, black life. Now I can't even say it. He's coming up next on Cross Politics. Talk about every black life matters. Yep. Next. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. I'm, I'm telling you, that was the National Science Foundation. Not until I produce well, it. We need to get that recording. I want okay. to produce it. I want that recording. It. All right. Yep. All right. Then we can see if it's real. Okay. Welcome back to Cross Politics. They've been arguing about that the I don't think entire it's real. break. It's not real. <laughs> Dime Payments is a Christian owned processing payment business. That's Every right. business needs a payment process system. So go to dimepayments.com slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them actually supports us. Ooh. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They mm. won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out. At least have a phone call. Tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com slash FLF. We're very grateful to have with us on the show today, Mr. Kevin McGarry. He's an entrepreneur and author of brand new book, Woked up and public speaker kevin serves as co-founder of every black life matters eblm and also as chairman of the frederick Douglass foundation Ooh. of california where's your painting I, I, hey, it's at home hanging up in my library kevin oh. thanks for joining us on cross politic good to be here guys it's a real honor and privilege for me so thank you for having me absolutely so i mean i, mean, I want to ask you about your book but just really quickly when are we going to start seeing E-B-L-M on the back of those football helmets. Yeah. Yep. Man, I tell you what, uh, we have so much wokeness, uh, you know, in the NFL and all the major sports. Uh, I still, as of last week, saw Black Lives Matter on the back of these helmets, on a few of these helmets. So right. uh-huh. uh, I don't know when that's going to be, uh, you know, realistically, because we're a righteous and faithful alternative to BLM. We are uh, pro, uh, pro-American, pro pro uh, business, uh, pro, uh, you know, free markets of capitalism, pro yep. family mm-hmm. yep. and, and pro life from conception to the grave. Wow. So those are the things that don't really resonate with wokeness. So you don't have, uh, you don't have like, like three or four, you know, $5.5 billion houses somewhere around California, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. man, I wish, I wish, <laughs> you know, okay. kind of like that. So, uh, so, so we're still looking for corporate engagements. Okay. We're looking for that, but, uh, you know, it's fine. You know, we'll be patient. You know, we have enough uh, donors and supporters who pray for us and, and all of that throughout the United States. And so um, that that's keeping us going. So tell us about your book, Woked Up. Woked Up. What is that about? Why'd you write it? 
Yeah, so uh, the book is Woked Up. The subtitle is Finally Putting an Axe to the Taproot of White Supremacy and Racism in America. Okay. And so a lot of folks would say, well, I mean, come on, Kev, there is no there is no real white supremacy and 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 there is no systemic racism. I, I, I know that's that's what a lot of us would love to believe. But yes, there is. There is. And so what I decided to do was fundamentally, I saw that there were a lot of wokesters that were pointing at people like us and calling us white Christian nationalists, white supremacists. And yes, I get called White supremacist. I can uh, tell. Is it because you're married? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and privilege and all these other, you know, pejoratives, right? Right. And so I decided, okay, well, why don't why don't why don't I at least do the homework and figure out what these folks are talking about to see if it really has credence or not? So I actually did the homework and did the research, went and decided to start with Karl Marx because everybody knows that wokeism is rooted in Marxism. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start with Karl Marx. But then that that little, uh, you know, still small voice from the inside said, no, 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 no. Marx had a mentor. Marx, actually, a lot of his uh, thoughts and ideas came from somebody who mentored him into thinking that way. You start with that person. And that person, actually, guys, is Charles Robert Darwin. Yeah. So if you go to Darwin's work, you take a look at his first book. I didn't know this. I mean, I just did the research and I said, wow, this is this is kind of, uh, you know, crazy Mm -hmm. that in his first book, it was on natural selection. But the subtitle was for the preservation of most favored races. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, wow, Mm -hmm. Darwin said that. huh? Mm -hmm. So I went through that. And then uh, his second book, he he doubles down. He goes all in on in his second book, The Descent of Man. And he fully characterizes white supremacy and racism. This is how he did it. He says, look, uh, because we know that there is no God and, you know, we all evolve at different rates, uh, the whites are supreme. They, they, we, we fully evolved. We're white, European, Caucasian, uh, et cetera. We're fully evolved. Mm-hmm. We have most uh, intellect, most intellect and resourcefulness compared to any other ethnicity. He says, on the other hand, you could take a look at my evolutionary theories and, 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 you know, at work by looking at blacks, there are uh, because blacks are still trying to climb the evolutionary scale. They are subhuman gorillas, apes and savages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so imagine this now, all school boards, all, you know, all academics across the United States, K through 16 are teaching this guy. Yeah. That's right. And they're and they're berating us as concerned parents about yeah. them, you know, taking out Huck Finn and Dr. Seuss and, and wanting to get rid of statues and change the name of schools. They changed the name in Detroit from um, uh, from Dr. Ben to some other character just last week. Uh, so so they're doing all of that because they want to insulate our children from white supremacy and racism mm-hmm. while they're fully embracing the white supremacy and racism of Darwin. Yeah, that's right. And it's inescapable, folks. So yeah. this is not something. So here in this book, everything is footnoted, private letters, every, every, everything. So you could you could go ex- to the exact quote, see where it is, mm-hmm. and you could help your friends, family, and school boards really awaken mm-hmm. that, look, if you embrace anything Darwin based on your standards, because you're the ones that wanted to cancel people. Mm-hmm. So it, based on your standards for canceling people, right. if you embrace any of Darwin, uh, you are actually instantiating <laughs> white supremacy and racism That's into right. our child's minds. Wow. Now, we, we as concerned parents are going to give you 30 days. We'll come back <laughs> and we expect you to tell us how you're going to get Darwin out of all curriculum. 
Man. That's the goal. So, Man. So, so tell me something. How is it that if that's the case, if all this is foundationally ra- foundationally built on racism, why is it that a l- large majority of black culture has bit off into wokeism? Well, see, that's the problem. So a lot of a lot of see, wokeism has a momentum onto itself, right? Culture tends to grip and sweep us into its its current, right? So a lot of people haven't done the research. They they just know that hey, it's cool to be woke. So I'm going to self, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll self, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and 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 tell people, uh, you know, self identify as being woke, right? They have no idea what that means. Um, well, even most, so most work wokesters don't know that they're just into culture. Right. And so, uh, but, but, but the masterminds at the top know what Darwin said, they know that Marx fully, uh, you know, embraced all of Darwin's theories. He dedicated all of his first works. He and Ingalls, their first works were dedicated to, to, to Darwin. Hmm. And so, um, and, and so they know that Marx was a, a horrible racist, a sexist, a misogynist, uh, he's just a horrible person. He was, he was for the people. Person. He was for the people. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the bottom line is these masterminds know, but they're trying to keep this, the, this veneer of acceptability with both Darwin and Marx, because it's part of their, uh, Luciferian ways that they have, they have a tendency to embrace. So, so what we want to do is we want to break that, that, that grip that, uh, wokeism and culture has on our children, grandchildren, um, you know, nieces, nephews, and community uh, children in the community. Yeah. We want to give them real perspective. The only way to do that is you have to go to the source. You have to get the footnotes mm-hmm. of what the actual quotes of what they were saying and doing, uh, and how this all this stuff came about. And uh, reading the book will do, go a long way to help you so, do that. So, Kevin, don't you think a little bit? You're playing into their hands. You know, we start these organizations like Black Lives Matter, and then. And then, you know, Kanye responds with all white lives matter. And then, you know, now we got all black lives matter. You know, then we, you know, we kind of going back and forth with this kind of category that, that, that is only maybe exacerbating the situation and saying, instead of, Hey, we're made in the image of God. Um, stop it. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm glad you're asking that question because here's the bottom line. Every black life matters. Uh, actually means it's much more profound than, you know, just you're taking it off uh, face value. Yeah. Um, literally, what we're saying is all lives matter. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is every life matter. Now, yeah. the way that we're saying that is, look, when Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, decided to uh, say her, her infamous quote was, look, yep. we don't want the word to get out, but we want to fully exterminate the Negro population. Yep. Right? So she didn't say Negro and Hispanic. Negro and Asian, Negro and no, she said blacks. We mm-hmm. want to exterminate blacks. Right. So, so when we say every black life matters, what we're essentially saying is, look, um, why? Let's stop targeting the black community and black babies. Right. See what what happens is blacks are being born at this rate, and other ethnicities are being born at this rate because of. Planned Parenthood yeah. and the scheme to exterminate all blacks mm-hmm. is still going on to this very day where 90 percent of all Planned Parenthood is within walking distance of uh, black and urban communities. OK, mm-hmm. so what oh, fundamentally what we're saying is we're not trying to be a me too like BLM, except just the exact opposite. <laughs> what we're trying to do is to fully illuminate that literally all lives matter. Mm-hmm. So why do we put up with then the targeting of the black community to the extent that we have? Why or why and everybody going into uh, Planned Parenthood saying, look, this is unacceptable. 
You guys are white supremacists and you're racist, period, hard stop, end of story. And you must take these abortuaries out of the black community because mm -hmm. all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Every life matters. Mm -hmm. wow. So that's 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 why we have that statement. So, um, yes, we are a righteous and faithful alternative to BLM. But but the 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 every black life matters goes. It's a little bit deeper than what what you may think. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. So you're a uh, chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of California. Yeah. If if you dropped Douglas into today's black culture right now. <laughs> How do you think he would respond and what would be his first focus? Great question. Here's here's the answer. Uh Doug, we saw how Douglas would respond in the late 19 or late late 1800s when Marx was uh doing his thing. Right. And Douglas mm. thoroughly rejected Marx. Mm. He said, "No, no, no, man, get out of here with that." He said, "Look, uh, you know, we want the American dream." We want the ability to create our own way. Uh, we don't need your, you know, communistic Marxist kind of ideology or, or, you know, ideology that's really going to create this, 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 this vacuum or this void within our community and our ability to actually see ourselves in a dignified, working, resourceful way. So, so Douglas would absolutely reject the woke movement today. Yeah. Because he did back then when Marx was alive. They were both alive at the same time. Mm. And uh, so so I, I've been asked that several times. As a matter of fact, I do a presentation and I just expose Marx and Douglas. And it's really, wow. really fascinating. Mm. Oh, I completely different. Uh, I think I actually, I actually like that word, ideolatry. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 said it, I'm, I was I'm like, going oh, with it. I'm going with I it. I made it up, baby. I'll, if, you, if you say it from now on, you got to give me some credit. I'm going to give you credit every time. <laughs> like Kevin McGarry says. So, yeah, you, but, you know, Kevin, there's a, so I want to go back to the second half of that question, though. So you got the rejection of Marx, but then what are the things that you do to rebuild the people that have had the repercussions Been of marinating, marinating in, in that kind of world? Uh, really, really what, so, okay. So the way that we, so it sounds like you're asking, how do we really combat Marxism? Is that what you're asking? Well, yes, it's part of it. But if, you know, I think there's a defensive, like, okay, first we reject Marx. We got to plug the hole. Right. But then you have the effects of Marx throughout black culture for the last, what, what 50 years or more since the forties? Oh, uh, everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. E everywhere. But particularly it's been saturated in black culture. Right. So what if Frederick Douglass had to look, OK, now I plug the hole. Now I'm going to focus on developing and getting black culture back to where it needs to be before it start being tampered with by white liberals. Uh, what do what does he do? Uh, you know, really, I think the first things that we must do if we're sincere about uh, ending generational poverty and ending high crime rates, the social anthropologists have already done the homework for us. And they said, look, number one, you must encourage fathers to remain connected to their children. Now, with the hookup culture, we know that men have multiple children all over the place. Right. So it's not it's not realistic to say, hey, uh, the, all these men could just go and have a nuclear family because you have so many of these kids with different moms. OK, so 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 let's let's not even think about that. But if you remain connected to your children, it has a profound effect on their ability to to actually be resourceful and live a dignified life. But the number two thing that they said is, look, if you have school choice programs, uh, it, it really accelerates then. Both of those components will decrease poverty and crime by up to 70 percent. So Douglas would push for those things that we know have been studied. But the 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 the. the leftist, progressive, Democrat mindsets 
need a class of dependence. So they're not going to allow us this to happen, right? Mm. Um, and, and this is why they push so forcefully against any school choice programs, uh, because mm -hmm. they 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 know that that will unleash now, innovate you know innovators, entrepreneurs, all kinds of you know people that are not dependent on poverty systems anymore, but dependent on what you know their skills, talents, and abilities that God gave them. Yeah. So 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 Douglas would 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 advocate for both. Fathers remaining connected to children and school choice programs. Mm. Kevin, what's the website people can go to and where can they find your book at? Okay, go to the website everyblm.com, everyblm.com. Okay. And from there, you can get connected to us and learn about all of the other things that we're doing. We have racial sensitivity training that competes against the <laughs> Marxist crazy ideological training. I like this. Uh, that we offer. And then you could you can get the book at Amazon.com. You can go to Amazon, just type in woke up, W-O-K-E-D up. And uh and you'll be you'll see the book there and you can get it in a couple of days. And uh yeah, so that those are two ways you can connect with us, but go to our website first, find out more about what we're up to and who we are, and then uh join the join the uh the truth squad. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got 10 minutes to hang around? You got 10 more minutes, maybe? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. cool. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Crust Politics. School choice. The left don't like, but uh, you can Fathers. have gender choice. Gender. Oh, yeah. They like gender, you know, choice. gender choice. Don't forget, Steve Dace tomorrow. It's going to go, it's gonna go down. Mom always told me to be a good boy, but the world said I could be anything I wanted to be, which is great, because I want to be a problem. No, I won't dive into sex, drugs, or gender confusion. To the world, that would make me a good little boy. I will learn formal logic and adhere firmly to the concept of objective truth. I will commit myself absolutely to the authority of the Word of God and make friends with Augustine, Luther, Calvin, Chesterton, Lewis, and the U.S. Constitution. I hope to grow up and love only one woman, a woman at least as clear-thinking and rebellious in this world as I will be, who knows where true beauty lies and who will never let me stop striving to be the biggest problem I can be. I will give my life for hers and aim to have a family large enough to require specialty automobiles. We will worship in a church unashamed of the gospel and live in a community of families doing the same. I will work myself to the bone providing for my family and I will make sure my kids all fall in love with Narnia and Middle Earth, that they will all know how to think, that evolution will make them giggle, and rainbows will make them think of Noah and his archiarchy. Like I said, I will be a problem, immune to all that is hip and trendy and now. Singing songs that are centuries old, savoring good wine and great whiskey, dancing and laughing and feasting while the enemies of God scowl and glower in shelter and place. Hello, boy, the world says. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a metastasizing cancer of conservative Christian culture, devouring Marx's impotent progressive dream and building a resurrected Western world. I want to be a stomper of stupid sandcastles, an exposer of poisonous lies, I want my life to be a monument to the trying creator God who made us all. The kind of monument you and yours will never be able to tear down. Oh, and farm. Thanks for asking. New St. Andrews College. Liberal Arts for Outlaws.